Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Oliver here. Thank you for having me on your show. So awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Cool. I ain't telling you don't screw. Screw is cool. Oh my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. Cool. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out here as they can get. the Q Radio Show tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And yes, I want to get away. I just want to fly away. Now, tonight we're discussing what makes a real vacation for you, and if you Uber or not. Now, before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Now, unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like current events, celebrities, sports, relationships, and more. Because this show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics can be random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to join the mix tonight is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at talk to q There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or my show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. 
T2Q radio show number 482 starts right after a word from Liquid Diet Drops and search for it here. Congratulations on your decision to achieve a healthier lifestyle and seek optimum health. It's a noble and wise goal that will help you live a longer and healthier life. Liquid Life Diet Drops are made from high quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. Our product is non-homeopathic and in liquid form. It contains no hormones and is 100% safe. It has a very pleasant taste and is sweetened with stevia. Liquid Life Diet Drops has a variety of health benefits. Not only do they make you feel great, they also support maintaining weight and weight loss if you need to lose a few pounds. Please contact us at www.liquidlifedrops.us if you have any questions. We are here for you and your success. If you own a business, you know how important it is to get the word out about what you have to offer. I want to tell you about a great online local business directory that will get you the attention you want. It's called SearchForitHere.com, and it's fantastic. At SearchForitHere.com, multiple discounts are available on their local business directory with lots of great features. They have diamond or silver plans available that can save you tons. The diamond plan includes featured listings, and the silver plan includes video as well as other great tools to promote your business. So take advantage of these great deals today and get listed as soon as possible. There are hundreds, even thousands of customers out there just waiting for you to get listed. Searchforwardhere.com is simply the best local business directory. So whether you own one business or many companies, it doesn't matter. Searchforwardhere.com is your number one local business directory. You can call them at 253-324-3352 or email them at sales at searchforwardhere.com. Searchforwardhere.com. All right, and we're back. My thanks to searchforithere.com and to Liquid Life Diet Drops for being official sponsors of the Talk to Q radio show. Now, you may think that you know how, but do you? And I'm talking about taking a vacation. I mean, you know, I'll find out if someone's courageous enough to call in and share some vacation tips for those who don't know how to relax, but, you know, we'll see. You know, so many of us travel to the homes of relatives only to find out that it's more stressful there than it is at home. Others take a vacation to a really nice tourist attraction and try to see every single site in the city, and that usually results in fatigue. Well, tonight we're going to kick around some suggestions on how you can travel not only on the cheap, but also get maximum relaxation out of the experiments. Out of the experience, excuse me. And I'll bounce, bounce some of those ideas off my show legends to see if they agree. You can join in at 347-202-0215. But let me go to the phone lines to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, a tourist spot for sure. And welcome on my man, Buck. Buck, what's happening? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How you doing? Doing great, man. Sitting back, relaxing, man. Just, just chilling, having cool. a good time. Cool. I'll go to the two four eight area code, the Motor City of Detroit, where they're trying to get tourism back and going around up there. Let me welcome on author and show hostess Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, what's going on? Thank you. How are you? Hello, Buck. Uh, I am hey, outstanding. <laughs> All right, we'll get right to it, and we'll go with ladies first. Crystal, what's your realistic definition of a vacation? Well, um, I guess that would be um, when you are 
taking off to literally just relax and enjoy yourself. I have never been on vacation, but um, I'm hoping to go on vacation at some point in my life. Okay, yeah, you definitely need to do that. Yeah. Everywhere I've been, it's been for a reason. It's not, not because I'm just relaxing. It's always been for a purpose, so... Right. I've never done that. <laughs> I want to do it, so I'm hoping I can learn something. Yeah, please do. We're gonna help you out tonight. And but what's the one thing that you dread when it comes to taking a vacation? Well, you know, when you go on vacation, you really don't want to do anything other than relax. So you don't, you know, like for me, if I plan on t- spending the week back in Mississippi, the last thing I want to do is end up doing a whole bunch of stuff for my parents, even though I don't mind doing it. But, you know, my mom kind of, you know, kind of picks my brain when I'm there because my dad doesn't do it or, you know, because he's a little bit up in age now. So, you know, he can't do it as well as I can do it, so she'll ask me to do it. So, you know, just, you know, I don't want to have to work on my vacation, if that makes sense. Okay. I understand that. I understand that completely. Now, uh, my man Rod Walker chimed in from New Orleans. Um, he says one thing he dreads when it comes to vacation um, is going through the long lines at airport security, and I feel him on that. I definitely feel him on that. Let me go to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, and welcome on, Ray. Ray, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Q? How you doing tonight? Doing well, Don't man. Christian. All right. And, Ray, you know, when you're going out of town, you go on vacation, you got to watch out for them folks to try to pull the okey-doke on you, you know. So how do you guard against theft, identity fraud, and potentially other dangerous situations while you're on vacation? I mean, here is like that all anyway. But, you know, I mean, I, I would say just like me, ever since I was a kid, even to this day, I don't carry my wallet nowhere but in my front pocket, always. Never put my wallet in my back pocket. To me, mm-hmm. that shit don't make no sense, but, you know, old school men do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's things like that as far as, and, you know, dealing with a lot of credit cards and this and that. You know, I'm old school. I've never been to an ATM in my life. So, wow. you know, <laughs> whatever I need, I, I I get it in my pocket, spend it until I run out, and then go get some more if necessary, but. Nah, I don't know uh, $20 here and 50 there and all that shit. Man, if you know what you need to do, get gas, groceries, whatever you want to do, or hotel fees, whatever you want to do, that's why mainly if something's going to be handled like a rental car or hotels or whatever, my wife said uh-huh. that because right. that's what they need. But you have to stay away from all that kind of stuff, in my opinion, if you don't want no trouble. Because, um, you know, if you're strictly paying for what you're using, now it's nothing really tying you to the situation, like credit cards and debit sure. and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just say just stay on point. And when you're somewhere you're not familiar with, don't drink too much. Because, Amen. you know, if you drink too much, now you're vulnerable for everything, wedding rings jewelry, earrings, you know, people get anything off of you. Yeah, you know, 
and you you just have to be aware of certain things. I mean, some people go, yeah, I just say cross-dresser. You know, some people go to Vegas and stuff and start looking for hookers and all this and that, and, you know, I don't see how, you know, people get caught off guard with that. You know, if I'm paying money, you ain't going to be dying fine. There can't be no dude in that. But, hey, I just see just 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 okay. be real particular, right. as my granddad used to say. All right. All right, man. So he's never been to an ATM. Why? I don't know. I thought my father was on. You know what I think about it? My father may have been to an ATM once, right? But I feel you on that. I mean, because no, one, no one's going to be able to, if, if you don't put it out there, they can't get it. So, I I mean, I definitely understand that. Now, I normally don't carry my wallet in my front pocket unless I know I'm going to be somewhere where there's a lot of foot traffic. Um, I was in New Orleans this weekend. I had my wallet in my front pocket and sideways. So, I was going to make sure they're going to have to be a house <laughs> they're going to get it off of me. Because that thing was laying down in my front pocket, and I have some deep front pockets. And then when you walking in the crowd, stick your hand in your pocket and put it on your wallet. Now when people bump into you and this and that and others, there's no way you can get caught out there. Because exactly. people out there, they real slick. You know, you might not feel them. You say, oh, how are you going to get it out of my pocket without me knowing? Yes, yeah, people slick enough to do that. Put your they hand sure on your wallet. And I've seen people, um, you know, just in documentaries and stuff, take watches off people's wrists without them knowing it, man. I didn't even wear my watch. So not not on um not in the French Quarter. So I, I feel you on that completely. But you have to really be careful when it comes to that. Now I, I've actually had something happen to me once. Um let's see, I went to Orlando I think in two thousand and nine maybe. And um you know they have these scanning devices now where all they have to do is bump up against you and they can get your credit card information onto a scanner. And so, you know, at the time I, I was married and Sabrina and I were both down in Florida and both of our cards got scanned somewhere, probably at like Universal Studios or something from someone in close proximity to us. Uh, now the particular card that I have is, is like I, I try not to take my debit card cause you know, that's your money. So you want to take a credit card. And a particular credit card that both of us had uh, were the types of pe- cards that would call and alert us. So, um, you know, we got alerted by it pretty quickly that someone had tried to use our card and we didn't have any problems. But, you know, that whole trip could have gone south because the reason, the way I found out is my card declined at a restaurant. And so it probably had happened earlier that day or something, and they tried to charge something on um, Amazon and my credit card put a freeze on my account until they contacted me, and they were calling me at home um, at the time because I, don't, you know, I had still had a home phone at the time, and uh, you know that could have been a bad situation. And I was able to call them and straighten it out. So you do have to be really careful that even when your credit cards are in your pocket, you're not necessarily safe from people who are close to you who may have a jacket or something covering up a scanner and they bump up against you and get your information. And they have special little linings you can put in your wallet to protect against that. Um, but, but let me ask you something else about security. You know, not only do you have to be secure when you go on vacation as far as your personal self, not going in the wrong neighborhood, not, um, you know, letting your information or something get stolen at hotels, you got to worry about your house at home. How can you protect your house at home when you're on vacation? You know, back in the day, my parents used to leave the house at like 3 in the morning to go on vacation. 
Well, first of all, with, with social media, you do not tell people that you're on vacation until after you get back. I mean, I see that can't tell you how many times I've seen people talking about, hey, I'm on my way to Daytona or I'm on my way to Miami. Well, if you're in Mississippi and you're going to Daytona, that means your ass is a long way from home. And if you ain't nobody there, then you just told every damn body in Facebook that you 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 know you're not at home. So if it's something that you got in your house that somebody wants, now it's time. So, you know, my thing is this: have somebody watch your house. You know, when you go on vacation or on a business trip or something. <clears throat> you know, somebody you trust. You know, you give them a key. Make sure they you know, these open it up. Check things out. Give them the key to your vehicle, things turning around, so make it look somebody been, you know, at least been gone and came back. You know, certain things like that. So, therefore, you know, it deters thieves when they, you know, they see movement at a house. Mm-hmm. So, but the last thing you want to do is tell somebody about your vacation before you even start your vacation. Wait until you tell them on Facebook after you get back, not before. That's a good point. Now, I, I have two Facebook accounts. I have my personal one, then I have my one for the show. And the one for the show, I don't have any, well, I may have a couple, but I don't have any friends who really know me personally. They're just people who are fans of the show. So I may post photos when I go somewhere, um, you know, on that particular account. On my personal account, I, I, I never post until I get back, and I'm going to probably start doing that with both. But I never post until I get back, and then I add photos and things of that nature. Because you're, you're right, Buck. People who are your Facebook friends may not be your friend in real life. Or if you have, if you don't have the right privacy settings on your account, I mean, you know, anybody can view outside of your friends can view what you're doing and what's going on. And there may be someone who knows of you and knows where you live. And you know, if you're talking about you're going to be in Daytona, like Buck said, they know when they can swoop in and take their time and get your stuff. So you definitely have to have someone watch your house, and you have to be careful and mindful of that. Uh, but, Crystal, let me ask you this. I know you say you've never been on a real vacation, but you've traveled before. So I can feel safe and ask you, what websites do you use to search for hotels, you know, air travel, rentals, and all that stuff? Do you have one in particular that you prefer? Well, it depends on what type of trip I'm taking. Um I'll usually do, um, you know, the scanning of, um, there's so many sites out now, but um, what is the, uh, what is the one with William Shatner? That Priceline. <laughs> Priceline, yeah. yeah of course the one with use... the Star Trek guy. Of course, but that's not why I do it. But anyway, but yeah, um, I usually use a Priceline when I'm doing um, several things at once, like I need a plane, I need a, um, hotel or whatever, uh, depending on in what part of the country I'm going to, uh, because if I'm going, you know, like to Tennessee or something like that, I will, um, <laughs> I'll just go to the hotel itself, okay, because, you know, I'll go to their website. And a lot of times I, I'll go to just the hotel's website, just depending, because I need to see pictures and stuff like that and read reviews. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm going to a smaller area, then I'll just, you know, I pretty much know what I'm getting into, but so yeah, it really depends on what, and what exactly I'm, I'm going for and doing. Okay. All right. Now, um, 
I um, prefer, I'll use whatever I think gives me the cheapest rate. As of late, it's been Expedia.com. Um, I've also used um, Hotels.com. And I've also gone with Priceline. Now, Priceline is what I normally use for weekend trips because I may not be, I may not care as much for certain amenities if it's just a quick trip for the weekend. Uh, so Priceline allows you to go on, you just place a bid for a certain caliber of hotel, and it'll just pick one at random that fits that that classification um, in the city that you want. You know, you can pick the area of town where you want to stay, and they'll find a hotel. So, for example, you can say, I want a four-class, a four-star hotel, and it'll list all the examples of four-star hotels, you know, a Doubletree, a Hilton, a Wyndham Gardens, or whatever it is, and you submit a bid. So now if the hotels are going at $120, you probably can submit anywhere between 60 to 75% of that, and you can say, well, I'll pay $70, and you can probably get a room at one of those hotels for 70 bucks a night. So that's how Priceline works. And it's, it's pretty good, especially with rental cars. It is the absolute best place to go to rental cars. So write that down. All you have to do is to say you want a full size or a premium or SUV or whatever you want and name your price. You can't beat that. I mean, you can get a full size you know, car for like $15 a day if you catch them at the right time. So. Definitely Priceline when it comes to rental cars. But, um, I mean, where you select your travel is pretty important. Now, Ray, there's so many travel websites now. You have, um, they still have travel agencies out there you can go through, or you can call call the hotels directly or something like Crystal alluded to earlier. Does it really matter? Do you think that all the prices are basically the same, or do you think there are deals to be had out there if you go the online route? And it's probably deals to be had out there, but you have to, you know, keep your computer up and stay active and stuff like that. At least that that's what I hear. But, you know, I, I went on Expedia before uh, probably about seven, eight years ago when I went on went on a trip by myself. And, um, you know, I ended up meeting up with family and all that. But, you know, it worked out, it worked out pretty well. And, um, you know, it, it's so much competition now where you have, um, uh, what is it, uh, Hotwire or whatever it is, and Priceline, Expedia. You have all these places where you can get the service that way. You can get the hotel, the car, the rental car, and everything else that, you know, now they have to kind of keep the prices and stuff correct in order for you to, um, for them to compete. And the same thing with vacations, you know, they have to keep the prices cheap because there's so many agencies and stuff that are setting up vacations and, you know, cruises and stuff like that. you got to keep your prices competitive. So it's good for the consumer. You know, they're going to get there regardless, but you will always want to look for the best deal. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. 347-202-0215 is the number. On the Talk to Q radio show brought to you by TruthDevour.com. Um, now, one thing um, you can do when it comes to booking travel, uh, the best time to book a flight is either on a Sunday or 
57 days prior to the date that you're leaving. Now, if the 57 days falls on a Sunday, that is awesome. You you, you can't beat that. Um, and that I actually know that um, I was I actually booked my flight for an upcoming trip, uh, and it fell on a Sunday, 57 days prior to the date. And I got a rate much lower than expected. Now, I had been looking at flights prior to that, and they were about $120 higher each way. So that would have been an extra $240. Um, I haven't looked since that date to see what the price is, but I felt like I got a really good deal for a round-trip ticket. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know. There's supposed to be some truth to that. I've seen that on multiple sites that if you book a flight on Sunday at least two months in advance or closer, as close to 57 days prior to the date, and I don't know what the significance of 57 is, uh, you can get a good deal on a flight. But as far as the vacation itself, now, now Buck, let's help Crystal out, because Crystal, you know, just hadn't had that real relaxing vacation. Do you plan a ton of activities when you go on vacation, or do you just play it by ear? I play it by ear. I don't like planning a whole bunch of things because, when when it comes when you try to plan too much, you don't get to see it all, and that frustrates you during your vacation. So you don't want to be frustrated because that's what you're trying to get away from is frustration. So the last thing you want to do is over plan. Just play it by ear. You know that first day, relax. You know if you don't get in early enough that first day, just relax a little bit, and then you know. You know, just kind of, you know, get information about your surroundings first. And then, you know, make small plans to venture out. Don't get to, you know, don't get overwhelmed by going, you know, trying to see this museum, trying to see, you know, trying to see whatever you, you know, plan on doing, going shopping in this this place, this place, and this place. Just, you know, take it by ear, you know, do it. It's supposed to be relaxing. You're not, it's not supposed to be something that's supposed to be stressful, so. My advice is don't don't over plan. Just take it easy. See the things that you think that really need to be seen, and the ones that somebody else recommended, you can check those out too. But you don't have to check out every single solitary thing that they throw at you. Right. And Crystal, I think that that he made the point. You know, sometimes people try to do too much. I've seen um, friends of mine go to Disney World with their kids. And they'll go to Disney World for four days, and they try to do every single thing at Disney World, which is not possible. And they come back dog tired. Now, the kids probably love it. But, you know, when you have to make all the arrangements and do all the flying and pack all the luggage and all that stuff, it's a headache. And so I think when I go on vacation, what I try to do, especially when it's like a week-long vacation, um, if I'm going to be gone, we'll, we'll say a work week, if I'm going to be gone for five days, then I'm going to have two days of activity. Then I'm going to have three days where I'm not going to do jack. And those two days of activity are probably going to be towards the beginning of the week so I can spend the last part of the week kind of chillaxing a little bit. But, Ray, what advice would you give to Crystal if you want to really relax on a vacation when you go somewhere um, and you just want to, you know, kind of de you know decompress a little bit? First, you have to... Uh be in the mind state to be on vacation. You know, put your worries aside and just kind of relax. Like Bunk say, play it by ear. 
don't be 2 o'clock, we're going to do this, and then by 5 o'clock we're going over here, and then we're doing this and that. Because, you know, I've been on vacation with, with, you know, ex-girlfriends and stuff like that. And, man, you know, when they try to plan a schedule, you know, when I don't roll like that, you just create some problems. You yep. know, oh, I didn't, I didn't come on vacation to watch the basketball game and all this and this and this. You know, hey, we gonna go eat, we gonna go see a show, we gonna do this and that. But for this two and a half hours, can I just have this time? You know, you just have to plan accordingly and be willing to compromise. If you're willing to compromise, you're thinking with an open mind. And you are willing to, if you're going with somebody else, you know, be willing to give your all. If you're willing to give your all, everything will break. Sometimes you can go with some people and they want you to, to pay for everything while they're not doing really nothing. And, you know, now it's conflict. But, you know, since you got dinner, you know, let me pay for the show when, you know, you go back and forth with it and everybody can have a good time and nobody feels like the other person is getting robbed. So, you know, I would just say relax and keep open mind. I agree. I agree. It's all about relaxing. And um, I, I think one of the most relaxing vacations I ever had was my honeymoon. We, we went to Panama City, but what made it relaxing um, is that my wife gave me all day Saturday during the NFL draft. At the time, the NFL draft used to come on on Saturdays uh, for the first few rounds. And she gave me the entire day to do what I wanted to do. And I sat in a recliner on the beach in a villa, and I watched the NFL draft and fell asleep off and on for nine hours. It was like the most awesome experience I ever had. (laughs) I was completely relaxed. I was completely relaxed. Mm -hmm. I knew I had married the right one. But I mean, so that's what it's all about, doing what you enjoy doing. Now, now, Crystal, let me ask you this. I'm trying to probe a little bit as far as way, why your vacations may not be as relaxing as you would like them to be. Um, can you have a real re- vacation if you're staying with relatives? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. Why not? Absolutely not. I mean, um, I think it's similar to what uh, Buck was saying uh, as far as, you know, being put to work or, or whatever, because when you go, when you're going to see family, at least this is my experience, that um, that to me that's not really a vacation. It's more of I'm going to to see them. I'm going to show my face and catch up on whatever and, you know, hear the latest and then talk about, you know, future or whatever. It's like a business trip. It really is. It's never been relaxing for me because it's always been kind of you're being put to work in a way, you know. And then, you know, people will always say things like, well, you know, you come stay at my house. Now, I'm a hotel kind of person. I love staying at a hotel. People take offense to that a lot of times right? because they think, oh, oh, you don't want to stay at my house. I'm like, no. I don't want to stay at your house with you and your kids and, and, you know, your husband and all this shit. I want my own room. I want to go home. I want to go back to my hotel and chill and, you know, as as high a star I can get in this damn town. And I want to, you know, just be able to chill and um, get away from y'all. And then I'll see you in the morning (laughs) at breakfast. 
you know, <laughs> you know, because I'm here all week. I mean, damn, you know, but, you know, I mean, but when you're with family, it's not a vacation. It really isn't. And it, ugh, it's work. It, ugh. And then, you know, you always you get into it with somebody or you have to watch somebody else get into it, you know, with somebody. It's just, ugh, yuck. That's not a vacation. Not to <laughs> Can I ask that for a minute real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think the best thing to do when you visit family is to stay in a hotel. Because you have, you know, like before you are married, you go there, some some house you go to there, want you to stay with your girl and all that kind of shit. And, you know, and some people, oh, you're in the shower more than five minutes is a problem. Hotel room, I run my air like I want it. I have yep. my TV on all night when I'm sleeping, you know. If I exactly. want to talk on my cell phone at 12 o'clock at night, you ain't looking at me like I'm robbing your house or something. Damn, it's my phone. Now, if my voice is keeping everybody else awake, then that's a problem. But if I'm not keeping everybody else awake, why is that a problem? You know, some of y'all, you just kind of late to be on the phone. Oh, yeah, man, look here. I need to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Now, you want to take you a 45-minute shower, you can do that. <laughs> Not somebody tell you, oh, you know, you're welcome. And until you start doing something, they start mumbling and shit. No, nah, man, listen, just get you a hotel if you can get one. Man, amen to that. It may cost you a little more money, but it's nothing like it. Um, and, I mean, you just have that freedom. Like you said, you can do what you want. You can come and go as you want. And you don't have anyone waking up at 6.30 in the morning, waking you up, walking through the house and stuff like that. And it, it that's with anything. Like, you know, when I go to visit Buck and I go down to Pensacola and, um, you know, I'll stay with him if I'm by myself. But if I'm bringing my lady alone, I'm getting a hotel room, you know, because there are going to be certain free, freedoms at that hotel that I'm going to have there that I'm not going to have at his house, you know, and no no offense to him, of course, but, you know, if I want, <laughs> I like to, my woman to have the option to walk around in her panties if that's something she wants to do. She can't do that at his house. So, I mean, you know, there's certain freedoms you get from getting a hotel, and it may be more expensive, but a lot of times it's a lot more relaxing and a lot less stressful. Um, so when you stay with relatives, a lot of times that's something you may do if it's a situation where you just absolutely want to save money or you really do like your relatives. Um, and you don't have a problem with some of the inconveniences that you may face. And I've seen people do that for things like when they're going to attend someone's wedding or coming home for a funeral or something like that, but that's not really a vacation. If you're going somewhere to relax, then, you know, most of the time you want to, you want to, you know, get a room. So, all right. Now, what we run into quite often is the holidays. Now, Buck, you know, when it comes to the holidays or special events or special occasions, hotels, airlines, and car rentals will jack up their prices. And I know that you know because you have a son that you had to fly in from Vegas last year, and the airlines jacked up their prices at a certain time of the year around the holidays. I mean, how do you feel yeah. about that, man? Should that be illegal? I mean, what's your, what's your overall feeling about that? Or should they be allowed to make money how they see fit? Yeah, I think it's bullshit, to be honest with you, because in the summertime, you know, when I fly him here, you know, it was like a $300 difference. And he didn't have to be accompanied by, uh, you know, one of these flight flight attendants. 
Now, for Christmas, you know, Sean's 14. He'll be 15 this year. Um, for Christmas time, they charge me an extra $150 both ways for him to be a company. And I'm like, what the hell, you know? Y'all didn't charge me this bullshit in the summertime, but you going to charge it to me now? So, I mean, $300 extra, $323 extra for him to be a company, and he's 14, but he didn't have to be a company during the summertime. So, you know, it's just, it's, I think it's, I think it should be illegal, and I think the airline should be, you know, should be fine and make them pay, pay you back. Because it just, it just doesn't make sense. You know, same, it's, it's the same calendar year, just later in the year. And when you, you know, it's just, it doesn't make sense to charge extra. Y'all already charging enough fees with, with bag fees and fuel charges and all this other stuff. The last thing they need to be doing is charging extra for, you know, you know, especially when he didn't have to be accompanied in the summertime and he has to be accompanied in the, in the you know, Christmas time. So it's just, uh, it's a racket, to be honest with you. Okay. And I agree with you, man. I hate I hate it when that happens. Um, I, I mean, you know, just this past weekend, Memorial Day weekend, things were ex- a lot more expensive than what you're used to. Um, the upcoming 4th of July weekend, things are going to be expensive for those looking for hotel stays. And uh, it's un- unfortunate, but for a lot of people, that's the best time for them to travel. And these travel companies know that, and they take advantage of it. And it's one thing to raise your prices slightly, but to, you know, go up 40 to 70% in some cases is absolutely criminal, if you ask me. But uh, I'm going to take a quick break and hear from one of the sponsors, Truth Devour, and we'll be right back to finish up this topic. i got a few more questions for you all. From the Enigma series comes the contemporary romantic trilogy by author Truth Devour. Wanton, the winner of the L.A. Book Festival Romance category, is the first book in the trilogy that will get your heart pumping from the start. This is no ordinary love story. Its depth of range eloquently transitions moods from sexually electrifying to nostalgic to existential. An unforgettable journey which will leave you pleasurably aching for more. If it feels so good loving the wrong person, imagine how wonderful it's going to be when you love the right one. Now is your time. Truth Devour. www.truthdevour.com Hi, I'm Julie of the IndieChicks.com, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Radio show. No experts, just opinions. Talking travel, vacations. Do you really know how to take a vacation? Do you really know how to relax? Do you get the best bang for your buck? Do you understand the importance of security when you're on vacation, at home and while you're out and about across the globe? That's what we're getting into tonight. And Ray, let me go to you on this. 
and this kind of goes along the lines of the um, traveling to a relative's house, but do you believe in couples or group vacations? Why or why not? Oh, yeah. I mean, it can be cool. It all depends on where you're going. Now, I wouldn't have a problem with it as long as you know the person that you're going with. Or, you know, it's just like we was all to get together and go and, and go somewhere. You know, we kind of know each other's temperament and how to, you know, what we like and what we don't like and stuff like that. I wouldn't really have a problem with it. I mean, it's just only thing I would have a drawback with if it's somebody that you say, well, you know, you don't know how they're going to act if they got a bad habit or something like that or, you know, they into something that, you know, we might not be into, like y'all about getting high or snorting coke or something like that or whatever. But outside of that, if it was just friends or couples going, I don't see a problem with it. I think it'd be kind of cool, actually. Okay. And, Crystal, what about you? What do you think about couples or group vacations? Do you think they're... Um be a lot of fun or just too much hassle having to deal with multiple personalities? No, I mean, I think it could be fun. I mean, a couple vacation, um, of course, would, I mean, you mean just you and your mate? No, couples as in, like, um, you and your mate and someone else and their mate. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I think that's fine. Uh, you know, for that, if you, most of you are friends, or at least the core people are friends, and then they have their mates with them. I mean, I think I think it could be a fun thing, especially like I guess if you went on a cruise or on a um, you know a, a vacation, like a trip vacation somewhere. Um, I think it, you can explore a new island or something together, and it makes it more fun that way. Um, so, I mean, if everybody likes everybody, <laughs> you know, or at least civil uh, with yeah. everybody. I mean, but you also have to. I would think you would need to schedule time. Apart, you know, you don't do everything together. You would at least have time, downtime, where it's just you and your mate or whatever. Um, I think that would be good. Or try to realize what type of, like if it's just a group, decide whether or not mates are allowed, you know. I mean, is it going to be a girl's group or is it going to be a guy's group or is it going to be a couple group? Because you hate to have a few people who are like, you know, just kind of out there by themselves and like, okay, what do I do while you guys are doing romantic stuff? So, you know, so you have to plan it good and keep it with people you actually like, I think. I don't think I want yeah. to go on, you know, a vacation with somebody I can't stand or I've slept with I, before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know if I'd like it. I, I, I was young the last time I went on a um, little couples trip I guess it was a little weekend trip um when I was in college actually so I was about 19 years old and my girlfriend and I and her roommate and her boyfriend um we decided we were going to ride down to Biloxi and I was only interested in going just because I want to have sex with her so I was just only interested in the hotel room and so when we get down there her friend is like Let's go to the mall. Let's, I'm like, we got malls at home. Why do you want to go to the mall? Go to the room, you know? <laughs> and so I had a miserable trip because they always wanted to go somewhere and do something, and that's not what I wanted to do. But, you know, like I said, I was 19. I'm a little more mature now, so at least I like to think so. 
But I don't know. Let me go to the 601 area code, the bold new city of Jackson, Mississippi, and bring on Eminem. Eminem, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Eminem, I'm going to hit you right off the top with this. What is your dream location for a vacation? Ooh, if you wow. had the money in your pocket to go anywhere you wanted to go right now. Oh, man, probably Bangkok or somewhere. Uh... <laughs> I knew it would be Thailand. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I knew that. <laughs> right out the gate. Right out the gate. But go ahead and elaborate. Well, you know, uh, I, I like exotic stuff. Now, I hate to fly, and I definitely couldn't stand being in the air a long time. But if it was some kind of way I could magically, you know, appear or whatever, oh, yeah. Uh, they have, uh, uh, you know, great things and great attributes. I love the laws there. Just from reading about it, the laws are great. Um, now, um, another place I would like to visit, I would like to visit uh, West Africa. I can't necessarily prove it, but I think that uh, my origins from my ancestors probably originated around Ghana, somewhere like that. So I would like okay. to, you know, uh you know, visit the motherland just as a kind of like a homage thing. But purely on a vacation sense, oh, yeah, it would definitely be like, uh, you know, the Far East. Okay. <laughs> but what about you? For me, it's Australia, man. Uh, I've always had a knack for Australia, so I'd like to go down to Australia and check it out and, you know, go to Sydney and just hang out and then, since New Zealand is like not that far away, kind of like take a plane, take a plane over there to New Zealand and try to do, you know, try to do both of them at the same time. Okay, Crystal. Um, I would love to go to Bora Bora, somewhere like that in the French Isles, to just be lay on the beach and look at the water, and that's it. That's all I want to do. That's a vacation for me. I just want to lay on the beach. I just want to look at the water, and I don't want to do nothing else. I just want to drink, you know, look at hot guys, and that's it. That's all I want to do. Okay. So that's so like, like that. That's like <laughs> off the, um, that's near Tahiti, right? Yeah, it's, Fr- it's way out there. Yeah. Man, but I've seen photos, man. Some of those yeah, huts they have off in it. the water. Photos. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. Those things, it looks that's amazing out there. Yeah. So. All right, Ray, where's where's your spot, man? Oh, mine is simple, man. I I, I always wanted to go to Hawaii. You know, I thought it was real cool. I mean, I hear it's uh, very expensive to go, but, you know, as far as, you know, once you get there, you know, stuff costs like double or triple the price or whatever, but I always wanted to uh, go to Hawaii. You know, it's a real nice spot. I always thought it was a romantic spot. I always thought it was just a great vacation spot. So, you know, I would say Hawaii. Okay. And, um, you know, I've thought about this for a while, and I'm not really sure, but if I just had to pick one spot, I guess for me it would be um, Barcelona. For some reason, Spain has always been a place I've wanted to see. Uh, Even though I know I would probably enjoy the food in Rome maybe a little better, um, I, I think Spain was just one of those spots where I would just love to hit up and 
maybe sit on a rooftop and watch those fools get run over by the bulls during the running of the bulls every summer. Um, sit on top of a roof with some popcorn and pool for the bulls. So <laughs> be something I like to do. But um, now, when it comes to, let me go back to you for a second, Eminem. When it comes to some vacations, you know, people take honeymoons uh, for their vacation when they get married. And the cost of the average wedding, which is in the United States is $30,000, could more than pay for a trip to anywhere in the world. So should your wedding cost more than your honeymoon? Well, and those terms, hell no. I mean, if you're looking at it like that, um, wow, man, that's that's mind blowing. Thirty thousand. Yeah, in the United oh, States, average? that's the average cost. Yeah, and if you go okay. somewhere like Manhattan or something like that, it says closer to sixty. Yeah, I mean, if um, you know, <laughs> you can kind of do best of both or whatever, and just. I guess get married at a, you know, resort or something like that. Uh, that might be the, a happy medium with it, but if it's just the traditional, spend thirty thousand dollars and try to emulate a Prince Charles later die, ghetto version wedding, and then you know, vacation. <laughs> then you dead broke and you don't, you can't even vacation. You gotta wait the income taxes on the next year to the vacation. Yeah, that ain't about nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. You, you you basically sitting a year out because you put on a show for everybody, and now you got to wait to enjoy yourself. Essentially, yeah, I want to say that I know of a lot of people that've been in that situation, where literally they were depending on taxes. I'm saying you couldn't afford that wedding if it was like that. You can't afford that wedding, you know. And, yeah, well, I, I can tell you why it's like that. See, a wedding is for everybody else. It's a right. show. Now, when everybody is gone, the honeymoon is for you and whoever you just got married to. So a lot of people rent these limos and do all types of stuff and drink all this wine and eat caviar and all that kind of stuff. And the saying goes, you have to live after you get married. See, some people spend all that money and then, you know, they don't have money. Shit, cha-ching, motherfucker. Or, you know, <laughs> it, it's always, you know, it, it balling is a good feeling if you can ball, but if you can't, you should budget and then try to work it out as best you can. But, yeah, more people spend more money on, on the wedding than the honeymoon. I can believe that. Yeah. yeah. And, Crystal, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I, I never thought about it that way, really, um, because I yeah, think of the honeymoon as part uh, of the wedding planning. $30,000, you can go anywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Twice. Um, but I think for your, when you talk about your first wedding, you know, you the event is, is for some women, not everyone, um, is so huge. Now, maybe for your second wedding or third, um, then you could do something like a destination wedding. I like that idea because that way you you only invite certain people. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so only a few people can go. Make anyway. them spend their money. Right, and then, and then you're there. But um, 
or you can have like for your second and third. What is something to look forward to for your second and third wedding? You can you can have just a basic wedding, you know, just with you and your friends, and then you can you know spend it on the on the vacation. But I think with your first wedding, I think a lot of times people. Um, just really want to go all out. And, yeah, it is a show. It is a show. It's to say, you know, I's married now, bitches. And you want everybody to see it. You know, it's it's that's just the way it is. And not every woman is like that, but, you know, women like me are. Hey, <laughs> do you, you know, know what else, y'all? What's so messed up about it, though? The average mm-hmm. wedding, for the average wedding expense, do you know most mm-hmm. people get divorced before they pay off their wedding? Yeah, wow. I don't well, that. That's 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 sad. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of that, man, what I what I what I forgot to say was that to show you how times have changed and nothing's traditional no more. At one time, in one period in time, pretty much a wedding meant that you know the girl's father was paying for it, or parents or whatever. So, yeah. Right. But that shit long gone. So I mean, you know, right. Especially as expensive as it is. Uh. Uh-uh. Right. Right. Yeah, doing that. Because even if they got a job, they thirty thousand. Like shit, man, this dude ain't making but you know eighteen thousand a year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, Buck, let me ask you this question. We'll wrap this topic up. How can social media enhance or hurt your vacation? Give it to me from both sides. Well, to enhance it. Um, you know, a lot of people post, you know, their trips and, you know, what they experienced on the trips if, if it was a po- if it was positive. So in that respect, you know, so, I see how social media can, you know, can can be a, you know, helpful helpful tool. Um, as far as hurting, I've already explained it. I mean, you don't get on social media and tell people you're out of town. You just don't do that. That's just not smart. That's just like... And gasoline to a fire. I mean, that's just stupid. You don't tell people, you, you, you know, you tell somebody that, you know, that you trust that's out of town, but you damn sure don't post it on Facebook until you, or Twitter or any of that stuff until you get back home. And then, you know, if you want to, you feel the need to, you know, tell people on Facebook that you went out of town, then you could do that at that point. Okay. And, Crystal, what do you think about how it can um, enhance? Your vacation regarding social media. Well, um, well, social. I guess as far as enhancing, the only thing I can think of is maybe you going um, online and taking a look at maybe some uh, some other people's vacations if you're going to the same places and you know checking out those those places that they went or, or their recommendations or whatever. Um, and um, I think that can enhance it, or looking at Pinterest, or you know those kinds of things to see where where to go, and what are the pitfalls of going, you know, to certain areas or something. But um, and the drawback is, yeah, I agree with Buck. I don't know why people do that. Um, I really don't know why people say they're leaving or I'm on the plane now. Okay, good. <laughs> I just uh, I don't understand that unless. You know, if you want to do that bit, travel bit by bit of where you are, unless you know, you know, you got your crazy cousin <laughs> back at the house. Right. And, you know, his ass ain't going to let nobody up in there, you know, that kind of shit. You know, if you right. have something that's really solid and you, you're you good, 
then you can do whatever you want, I guess. But um, I agree. Wait till you get back and share your um, your vacation, and that's an enhancement too, because it's like, oh look, look where I went, look where you didn't go, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> that's always nice. That's always fun. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> yeah, I do think it can enhance as far as, of course, the photos. Um, there's an app that I use called Swarm, S-W-A-R-M, and um, you can, like, check in to different places. Now, I don't use it to check in locally or anything. I only use it when I'm going out of town, and I have it set to private, so um, it only releases what I want to release as far as sharing things. And so I use that to keep up with different restaurants I go to. So when I go out of town, um I'll check in at a restaurant and save it to my personal file. So if I ever go back to that city, I know where I've eaten and if I want to go back or something like that. So, I mean, there are plenty of things you can use in order to enhance the trips. Um, You know, you have some apps that, like Google Map or something like that, that will give you suggested places that you can visit that you may not have known about uh, that can help you find, you know, hidden gems in in certain cities and stuff like that. So there are a lot of benefits to social media when it comes to going on, excuse me, going on vacation, but you have to really be careful on what you do because, uh, you know, like Buck said earlier, you fool around and give someone an invitation to come up in your crib. All right. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Now this next topic is not necessarily about um, traveling, Abroad, but more so traveling locally. And um, this topic is brought to us by searchforthere.com. Uber is a service that allows you to secure a ride somewhere simply by using a phone app. Now, it's ingenious and it sucks that taxis didn't think of it first, but you use your app to secure a driver. They pick you up and take you to a destination, and you're automatically billed to your credit card. It's just that simple, no cash required. Now, the driver is someone who uses their own personal car to take you to their destination, and they are paid through Uber based on their service. Um, They are also ranked by the customers to determine if they will be be getting additional clients or not. So if they're a bad driver, then probably not. Now, all Uber drivers go through background checks, and that's Uber's way of trying to secure, um, to make sure that they don't hire someone who's going to take you to the woods, kill you, eat you, and wear your skin, and assume your identity. So, you know, they try to be careful for that. Of course, you know, there's no way to predict that. But now you can even watch the car on a map on the app on your phone to see how close it is to you as it arrives. And, of course, taxi companies hate this service. So, um, Ray, let me start with you first. I mean, being in a city, progressive city like New Jersey, have you ever used Uber or know someone who's used it? And if so, what's your opinion of it? Uh no, I hadn't heard of it to tell you the truth, but um you say you can you can order a, a car and you can uh, track where it is? Yeah, it's essentially a taxi service, but it's like just people in your community who use their personal cars to work for them and you know, you instead of standing on the side of the road and waiting on a taxi to come by and waving it down, you just use your phone and they come to your house and you can see how far off they are and watch them as they arrive and hop in and they take you where you got to go? Uh, no cash nah, required. Oh, no. So you have to pay something, though, right? I mean, yeah, it charges your credit card, but you don't have to, like, have any money oh. on you. 
Um, I mean, if you need a ride bad enough, you'll take it from anywhere. But at the same time, you know, I, I think it's more of a professional service, whether it's a taxi cab or or something. You know, somebody actually has a business doing it would be better. I mean, you have people in Las Vegas doing that without actually, like at that time, you know, all this social media stuff wasn't going on like it is now to where, you know, people jump out, hey, where you going, and, you know, put the stuff in the car, don't worry about it, I'm going to hold you down and all this and that. Then when you mm-hmm. get where you're going, they talking about $20 or whatever, and you only went five blocks. You know, that type of stuff. So, yeah. now, nah, I mean, it might be all right, but at the same time, you know, I'd rather deal with, like, a, a cab service where you know what you're going to get charged. Okay. And, Crystal, um, I mean, do you think that it's safer or more dangerous than, than a taxi? Well, um, this is a new, relatively new service, so... Right now, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I am more inclined to call a professional service, whether it be um, something, you know, directly from the airport or um, from, you know, whatever, or an actual car service or, you know, a cab before I would use Uber right now. Um, I wouldn't wait, need to wait for it to flush out, you know, and work out all their kinks and everything because I don't mm-hmm. think they have yet. Um and then to see if it's if it's viable, I I don't know. I would well, do it. I the know they have it here, but one of yeah. the advantages they have that that um, taxi cabs don't, to my knowledge, is that when you order the car, it gives you a description of the car, the license plate, and a picture of the driver, so you can identify them when they arrive. So I mean that's that's okay, one well, that's means of, of tracking where they you know at least they can find your body that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I said, I would wait and see see how it pans out over the years for it to become more of an established situation. Um, and I think that if I didn't want a cab, because I guess it's for people who, who I guess, don't want to use a cab, then, you know, pay a little more money and get a car service. And I think that the um, Uber is more expensive, isn't it, than an actual just taxi cab? Oh yeah, I never used it, but yeah, it's it's a lot more expensive. Yeah, something they got criticized for uh, a lot. For the most part, they're they're close to they're about the same. But what they got criticized for is that they have surge rates, and there were certain times of the year where they would raise the prices, and people didn't know it, and it, they they were raising as much as you know four times the regular price. So there were a lot of complaints behind that, and supposedly it doesn't happen anymore. But they, they, well, not to that extent. They still have surge prices, but not as, as high as it was before us. But, yeah, it's supposed to be a little more expensive. Are you done? Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, then, no, I wouldn't do it. Absolutely. I'd just call a car service if I want something a little better or whatever than a cab. Okay. Now, Buck, this is something that was really popular on New Year's Eve, of course, because it was a good way for people to get quick rides home without having to wait on taxis and things of that nature. 
Um, over time, but do you think that this will ultimately put taxis and other transportation companies um, in dire straits when it comes to business, kind of like how UPS and FedEx have the postal service on the roads? Could you repeat that? You broke up there just for a second. I'm sorry. I said, do you think Uber will put taxis and other transportation companies um, out of business like UPS and FedEx are phasing out the postal service? I think so, but it, that really that really is going to depend on what part of the country you're in. I know that uh, Uber is uh, actually experiencing some uh, difficulties at some of the airports, Fort Walton Beach being one of them. Um, yeah, they're boycotting them. They actually, they actually told them that they couldn't they couldn't pick up and drop off, you know, their client clients at the airport. So. Um, because that you know they said that you know the people that drive for them have to have a certain type of license or something. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, so you know it, that it, it may eventually, but you know it just really depends on the area. Okay. And Eminem, give your two cents on it, and we'll sh- get ready to shut this thing down. Uh, you know, I got to take it off in a whole other direction, but uh, I think that. Uh, that it was a red flag with Uber. The little bit I heard about it, when when I saw some of the information on it on the nightly news, they showed you know it's trending. But I noticed the the drivers were like, uh, you know, they were not like the average taxi driver. A lot of taxi drivers tend to be like you know foreigners and minorities and stuff like that. So when you see like, uh, I hate to stereotype it, but you know you see like a bunch of you know, young white kids driving and stuff, man. It's like shit, man. It's still probably expensive as hell. So as long as that's the case, then it's always going to be, you know, taxes and stuff. But if 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 taxes are smart, especially like the big chains like Yellow and stuff like that, what they'll do, they'll just try to buy Uber, or they would uh, look into uh, using some of the technology they use, especially like with the. Uh, with the, I, I guess some form of glue, uh, Google Earth or whatever they're doing to show the car coming and all that. I think if the taxes kind of get more into that, especially in your, some of your upper echelon areas, that they'll, they, you know, they'll they'll still be in business. But if not, then yeah, it'll be the same thing that happened with the postal service. But Q, I was going to kind of differ on that about UPS and FedEx. What killed the postal service was Yahoo, man. Well, yeah, email definitely. <laughs> but I think I think that uh, FedEx and UPS kind of got their boost from Amazon, I guess. Right, but why didn't? I, well, you know, I know that's a topic for a different day. But why didn't the postal service ever come up with their version of of of, of mail? I mean, I'm just saying, just it, it's just like when something's called mail, it seemed like they would have been like, yeah, we should do that, you know. Yeah, just but too many, too many old people not not creative exactly. enough. Exactly, that's why I'm broke and where I'm at, and that's why the people that don't know shit don't do shit get all the money. So. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Next week, I actually do not have a show planned. I'm trying to. Well, let's. I take that back. I have shows next Monday and Tuesday. I don't have a topic planned. Um, I've just been really busy, and I've done um, some interviews. 
um, in my spare time when I normally try to take time to plan shows, and I have one I hope to release um, tomorrow, if possible, or more than likely it'll be this weekend, that I have with a young lady named Isosa, who's very wonderful to interview, and I'm talking to her for almost an hour. Um, but um, anybody have any suggestions for topics for next Tuesday or Wednesday? I know, Buck, you uh, had something that you mentioned uh, to me yesterday. Yo, Buck. <laughs> biggity, biggity, Buck. Sorry about that. I was on mute. No problem. <clears throat> yeah, but, um, yeah, I would like to kind of uh, venture out into the uh, – I had a friend of mine that I talked to on yesterday um, talking about, um, you know, black-on-black crime and the percentages and, you know, the percentages also of, um, of you know, the youth, that, the, the increasing numbers of them graduating, but the increasing numbers of black-on-black crime is at an all-time high at the same time. So I wanted to kind of, you know, us bring it in, you know, bring it into limelight because you know the things that we really need to be talking about. You know, we we weren't worried about the cops killing us, but we're doing we're doing more damage than the cops are. So, I was thinking about you know something along those lines. Okay. All right. And anybody else have any suggestions for topics for next week? Yeah, I, I got two. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you still got the email, but uh, probably about a month and a half ago I sent one, and it was uh, it was like a little demographic thing of the whole United States in color, and uh, and it showed, like, racism. Uh, but some of the spots that were heavier were areas that, that – uh, that you wouldn't necessarily think of first. And I, I said something like on the email that, you know, uh, it would be cool to do a show just to see how some of the areas might influence your perspectives on some things. Okay, I, I think I do that. remember that. I think I do remember that. Um, um, I don't have the, the, the most... I sent it directly from the uh, – I sent it directly from, like, uh, one the of the Yahoo Post. things. I sent, Washington Post, that's what it was. Yeah, I, I still and, have that. I still have okay. that the most the most racist places in America, right? And uh, and I I thought one of the questions that some of the viewers might I mean listeners might be like you know once you kind of talk about what areas show up that you know automatically everybody think it's going to be strictly the original Confederate states well you'd be surprised when you look at that oh yeah um, I'm I'm looking at the map now and I'm right. <laughs> it's very surprising okay maybe I can tie the two shows together yeah. it's not a bad I idea I was thinking about that when, when Book brought that up and then a, a show uh, probably for a different night and this is something that I don't think we've ever talked about on here believe it or not I might be wrong but it seemed like I would remember if we were but uh, have we ever did anything on amateur porn not specifically, because I know Katie Keurig had just did an interview about something, but I missed it. But uh, and I thought about that like, damn, you know. <laughs> but she was trying to make it seem like something about you know the girls are being used and people get money. But I don't want to talk about it on that angle. I'm I'm talking about it like you know, more of a situation where you know, uh, more f- like with everything trending now. The spin I want to give to it is like, um, 
it's not to really bring up, you know, attacks on gays and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's just like it's funny how everything's being accepted with, you know, niggas marrying niggas and all this kind of shit. But, you know, but to this day, if somebody willing and want to just say, you know, here's my boobs, you know, here's my twat, come stick it in, then it's some kind of sin or something. So I just, you know, I ain't telling you don't you know. Screwing's cool. <laughs> so, so the good side of time. porn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I saw I saw a story on the, um, I don't know what it was, but it might have been something similar to what you were watching about 18-year-olds going to Miami to, to um, audition for porn. Um, and they were talking about 18-year-old girls and all this stuff, and it was pretty yeah. interesting. That was, um, actually, that was on the nightly show of Larry Wilmore last night. But, uh, okay, I will keep all of those in consideration and try to get something set up for Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And I appreciate it. Let me get your um, final thoughts. And, Buck, I'll start with you. Great show. Great, you know, great feedback. Also, be a part of it. I mean, I hope, I hope Crystal and us that were listening were getting some tips on vacationing and the do's and don'ts and why and the why nots and so forth. Um, it's, it's just great to be a part of it each and every week, and uh, it continues to grow. And I mean, the topics that we're talking about, I think we're really hitting home on a lot of things that you know that's just not talked about in mainstream America. So. With that being said, I just keep it short, sweet, and complete, so that way we can hear Eminem act a fool on the, on the back end. So, <laughs> everybody have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you very much, sir. And you know that is something I want to do with the show that um, I think people can have an appreciation for. You know, every week it's not always some controversial, or some race related, or. Uh, relationship related or, you know, sometimes they're just everyday stuff that people don't really discuss, you know, as far as some how-tos and, you know, things you can do to improve certain parts of your life. I mean, because this show is all about information, and that includes, you know, the type of information that may lead to you being entertained or relaxed. So, um, yeah, that's what we try to do here. And and you all do a great job of, of, of doing that. So, Eminem, go ahead since the buck set the stage for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Fantastic show. Uh, You know, uh, vacation, you know, like I say, man, vacations is like everybody's favorite colors. I mean, that can go on and on and on. Every spectrum, every color of the rainbow got a vacation thought. But one common denominator in everything that, you know, that I think is true, a broke person on a vacation is not a damn vacation, because when you come back home, reality set in. It's like, shit, my light's off, my gas, and my water's off. So, obviously, whatever I did, what happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas, it, it literally, because I ain't got a goddamn thing. <laughs> so, you don't want it to be like that. You know, you want it to be like a, you know, you could vacation really in your home state, a hometown or whatever, if you are doing something you can actually truly afford, where you can actually live a little, so to speak, and not regret it, that's truly a vacation. You know, it doesn't have to be some exotic place. If it's an exotic place, that's even better, as long as you can afford it. But people Mm -hmm. out there, 
if you depend on tax refunds and that type of shit for a vacation, if you totally depend on that, then, you know, you might not can really afford the spot you're trying to go to. Uh, uh, there's a lot of good deals out there and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people don't do it. Uh, and, you know, especially, uh, you know, single people. I mean, you know, I don't know what the complaint is because I'm sitting up here like, damn, you know, you could, I can make a vacation anywhere. You you know, you sitting up here and say, well, shit, man, I want to, you know, sleep with a Chinese girl or something. I ain't got to go to China. I can go to, you know, San Francisco. Uh, you know, I can sleep with a Spanish chick. I can go to, you know, out west of Texas or something. And, you know, I want to get close as I can to Africa. I can go to, you know, South Mississippi and screw a black chick. So, I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> it's a lot of shit you can do right here, you know. Um, you know, you want to fuck an Irish girl, you know, shit, go to Boston or something. I mean, it's, it's shit you can do in the United States. And you don't have to be filthy rich, so y'all just keep that in mind. Uh, oh man, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just got so excited thinking about the show topics possible next week, man. I'm also I'm actually drawing a blank on one of the other topics we discussed tonight. Uber it was vacation. Uber. Oh yeah, yeah, man. That's some bullshit. It's just a a trend. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's very smart i mean i think it's great how long it will last i don't know because that's one of the things where uber is kind of like uber in a hard place because if your price is a certain price where only people of a certain class is going to use it then you probably going to go out of business other than new year's and that kind of stuff uh i think that's what's going to hurt uber i think that they're going to find out real quick that people with money pretty much got cars and shit, and they only need to use your service when they are tipsy, which is primarily going to be New Year's, because if you fucked up every day, you probably ain't got no job, at least not no job-making decisions. So, uh, But we'll we'll see. We'll see how that play out. You know, it might be some of that pet rock shit, you know. Uh, It's a great idea to put on the stock market and, a lot of let a lot of people invest in your shit and then pull it all out and let it crumble. But as far as it being long term, I don't know. Okay. They Uber that price. I mean, down, they've already come. like been, I think, sold and traded for like a billion dollars or something. They, I mean, the dude's already made his money. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah. a great idea. But yeah. as far as it being everlasting, I don't know. I I don't know about that one. You know, the idea is great. I mean, that's yeah. fantastic. I, you know. No Wish doubt. I could have thought of it. But I tell you what I would do with Uber, and they would stay in business, because money wouldn't be an object. I'd be like, hey, you know, to all them Johns out there, it's like, look, tell you what, man, I don't want shit started getting real suspicious. So I tell you what, I know about five or six Uber drivers. So instead of seeing these hoes jumping out of my car, they're going to be jumping out of these Uber cars and shit. So you have to just pick them what up, knock them off, $10? give me my motherfucking money, and then send they Uber their ass right back. <laughs> All right, I appreciate it, Eminem. <laughs> and Ray, go ahead, man. I told you you were going to act in Who's uh, interested in show uh, vacation? Because um, you know, value you wasn't put on vacation lease when I was younger. Because you know, just the 
family that I grew up in, you know. I think a lot of black folks are the same way, though, put a value on vacation. And it's very important for you to relax a little bit. I understand, you know, it all comes down to money with everything. So a lot of times when it comes down to spending money on vacation, you need money for other things, it's better to take care of other things. But vacation is important, and you you know, I don't know what cows people work on and stuff like that, but usually you hear other cultures talking about they going back to their country or you hear, you know, white folks or whatever talking about they're going to Disney World or they're going to this place. They want, they're taking their family somewhere every summer, the Grand Canyon or whatever the case is. And, you know, I think a lot of times the blacks is more so, you know, going to visit family and, you know, and staying local and stuff like that. But it would be nice, I think, it would help us culturally if we were to branch out and see some other things and, you know, see how other people do things. It would be good to uh, just do that. I think you'd come back with a different mindset. You'd be more relaxed. And it's good for everybody. But, um... Great show. I look forward to talking about black-on-black crime because that's what we really need to have a conversation about or to talk about, and hopefully, you know, everybody can get understanding. But in order to get understanding, first we have to look in the mirror. We have to understand that in order to get the truth, we have to tell the truth. And, you know, it's not other people saying it. We need to be accountable for what's going on ourselves. Not look around and say, I'm one of the biggest cities in America. I don't see this, and I don't know black people to do that and all this bullshit. Tell it like you see it. And, you know, I think it's going to be a great show. Uh, Racism, the same thing. We need to talk about it but we don't need to put everything on white folks, only hold them accountable for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with blacks, hold them accountable for what they're doing. So great show, great topic, and hopefully we can get all that set up. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Crystal, shut it down for me. <laughs> okay. Well, um, what did for you vacation... Learn? What did I learn? Um, well, I learned I need to go on vacation and go on a real vacation. Sure. Um, like I said, I've never been on a vacation. Days. I've, um, yeah, it's always been work or, you know, family or something related. It's never been just me going somewhere. But anyway, um, and I don't count when I'm, like, somewhere already, like when I was overseas and I went on, you know, different trips within that. I was already there, so that's not really yeah. the same thing. So, um, but anyway, um, let's see, Uber, like I said, something I wouldn't do right now, I'd have to see how it pans out. I think my only concern, I guess, would be the fact that they are private people as opposed to people who are accountable to a business or to their license, you know, or something, you know, it's a professional situation. Um, I know cab companies 
they're not really professional per se. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's you can be like a private person coming on and you can run your cab service. And that's probably where they got that from because I know in different different cities um, like New York and places where you know you can own your own cab, you just have your you know your own thing going and and you can pick people up and everything. That's probably where they got it from. But um, I don't know. I just call it something else. Uh, as far as your show for next week, let's see. I thought about, you could talk about accessorizing, like accessorizing, you know, different necklaces and scarves and stuff. And how does accessorizing fit into, what does it say about you? So you could talk about that. That would be fun. Um, you you could <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Let's see what else you could talk about. You could talk about phone covers, whether you wear them, whether you have phone cover, or whether you don't. Um, you can talk about like the iPhones and um, <laughs> and you know the other well, the other phones. <laughs> I don't even Androids, whatever. I don't know. Um, How are you gonna follow up amateur form with that? Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something light and fun. I don't know. I'm uh, running out of sound first, effects for you. <laughs> first, I was yeah, you write it out real fast too. Because you guys are not going to talk about any of this stuff, and um, but I just thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, um, it looks like you're going to be talking about um, racism or uh, inner racism next week when it comes to black on black crime. So I don't know. Sounds pretty heavy. So um should be interesting, though. Um, right. Try to do that on, on your Monday. Sh- instead of- <laughs> but, What's on your show tomorrow? Tomorrow we're talking about Star Trek versus Star Wars. So we're just going to geek out and gab about those who love Star Wars, those idiots, and the really smart people who love Star Trek. <laughs> and we're... <laughs> We're going to talk about the franchises. Your father. <laughs> right. We're going to do all that kind of stupid stuff. Okay. So, I I might try to chime in and listen. I may not have much to contribute. So, Buck, you want to get the asthma checked out, checked out, bro? All right. So, well, I appreciate I it, y'all. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he better go to Mari on that. And um, my thanks to... My sponsors, searchforithere.com, truthdevour.com, and liquidlifedrops.us. Thanks to my show legends for holding it down, tweet chatters, and everyone else that participated on tonight's show on Facebook. If you want more of these great topics off the air, then ask to join my exclusive Facebook group. Just search for T2Q on Facebook and ask for an invite. The group is private, so what happens in a group stays in the group. Get a heavy dose of the show topics every day in the T2Q group on Facebook. And you can request to be a guest at talktoqnow at gmail.com or to leave a comment. Just Google Talk to Q if all else fails. Everyone have a good night. Peace out. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you want to be my blog lover. My name is Quincy. The Talk to Q Radio Show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying too. I think I'm just doing a lot of so 